So I am with Monica and Uslan, and we're going to be talking about faith. What we decided to do is to talk about it without forcing ourselves to have some kind of a fake positive sense of what it's like to have faith, some kind of a stereotype, and include what it is to have moments of not having faith and have serious doubt and uh, a serious sense of not knowing. Yes, hi, Serge, hi, Aslem. I am so happy to do this. Uh, definitely to explore the darkest moments in our journey together with Oslem. Oslem has been my beautiful partnership since three years ago. And just being out of faith for a while and just allowing us to be just the way it is and, and to support each other in that not knowing has allowed us to feel a sense of I don't know if faith will be the correct word that I can express it now, but somehow like a felt sense of, of having something that allow me to be with the unknown, something like that. A felt sense of something that allows you to be with the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And for you, as you shared, um, what has been going on in your life is a sense, a deep sense of loss mm -hmm. recently. Yes, yes. My, my father passed away like two months and a half and... And the regular words of of people telling, oh, this is for the better, he's already resting, he's in heaven, or whatever faith or, because faith can be connect, connected with religion, not for me anymore. Whatever idea we have of death even confused me better of really getting in touch with this uh, presence of that I'm talking about that is just contacting the not knowing and, and really allowing me to feel in this dark darkness of voidness of nothingness where I can, I can, I can start seeing like a little light, like trying to come forward from, from that darkness. If I just allow it just to be the way it is. And, and, and I think, and I think it, that's part of the grieving and I don't feel it has to be in, to have any steps no. because yeah. Sometimes I can be just happy eating, like my my father used to love eating octopus, and I ate an octopus last a couple of nights before as dinner, and I was just feeling like my father in my stomach somehow. 
<laughs> you know, like the, the aliveness and the happiness of him eating something that he likes and love. And then this desperation of, of his lack of physicality, you know, I'm not going to get to hug him again or talk with him again or, yeah, so, so yes, and I'm so blessed of having Oslem as my partnership because we have developed such kind of a presence to each other that we are able to go through this together in these darkness places. And as she was explaining before, and now she can explain to you what she was going through. Yeah. So, so yeah. yes. And so um, this is a sense of um, uh, the ability to experience the sadness, the emptiness, the nothingness. Uh, and when you separate faith from religion, then you no longer have that thing about knowing that certainty of, oh, you know, it's good, it's okay, there's a story in which it makes sense. But you just left with the moments of sadness or moment by moment, a sense of connection, like when you're eating octopus and you have that sense of connection with your father. But um, it's not, you know, it's not something that is established, a story that makes, makes it certain. There's a lot of not knowing. Yeah, it's exactly like that, Serge. Thank you for rephrasing it. Yeah. Yeah. And Oslem, you have gone through moments of um, big disconnection, emptiness, kind of doubt. Do you want to share some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in relation to two things that Monica just shared. The first one is like how she described grief didn't, she didn't experience grief in stages. Mm -hmm. um, it was a discovery I also had about faith or whatever that I love Monica's description of like this felt being with the unknown, like this presence, this sense of felt, I don't know, felt sense of the unknown or something there. Um, I thought that throughout my life, from being a child and, you know, young adult, young person than a young adult, I will have like a gradual deepening of understanding of God or understanding of what it means to be spiritual or faithful. Um, so, you know, I was seeing my last few years kind of like in a way of progressiveness. Like I had a phase in my university years where I explored a lot of existentialism and I was reading Dostoevsky and to me that was a really important spiritual exploration um, but it was also bringing a lot of doubt and questioning and anxiety and darkness to me um, and then I had certain experiences in nature and with healing from an illness and I sort of started to experience a lighter, lighter sense of faith where it was like it doesn't have to be philosophical or, you know, complex or existential or doubtful, but it can just be very loving and light. 
And so I dwelled in that state for a while of like, oh, this is what God feels like. You know, I should just focus on gratitude and love. And, you know, um, that's what I meant earlier when we were talking about different events that discuss faith. It is kind of emphasizing the positive experiencing and relating to God or universe or whatever, like using positive felt senses as that gateway. Um, so I thought that's where I'm going next. So I actually like purged a lot of books and stopped watching movies, which were my main two, um, and music. Like these were my exploration paths. Um, and I sort of like turned to nature, turned to um, reading spiritual books. And then it was around that time where I was sort of feeling like, okay, like I'm now a spiritual person. Like I know what this is. I'm grounded and, I'm no longer, you know, anxious about questions or whatever. Um, so in that sense, I was seeing it as a progression. I was like, this is good. Like, I've overcome that stage. Um, and then, like I was saying, I made a big life change. And it shook some foundational safety points in my life. And although it was something that I needed and wanted, um, it also brought a lot of um instability like mentally emotionally and also physically because like I was in a new environment I didn't really it wasn't really that familiar after all um and things started kind of like going wrong in the appearance of like bad luck or just like kind of things just didn't go as I planned or I wasn't able to get into a mindset of joy and gratitude and peace and happiness um and the more i recognized that the more i felt like oh now i'm back in stage three or whatever you know i felt like now i'm regressing and i got kind of angry about that i was like i was supposed to be you know thinking this way about god and why am i having these questions all over again or you know i kind of faced the fact that i still had a notion of um like an evil presence or something like, I don't want to call it devil because I don't, I wasn't raised with that notion of, you know, a religion where devil is a thing, but this energy that was like negative or malefic or malicious was present for me. And I was getting very um, confused because I thought I had sort of overcome that phase where I explored that. Um, and then the second thing Monica talked about that resonated with me was this like absence of a physical form to relate with, because I feel inherently um, when it comes to God, where a lot of people have resistance is the basic thing of no proof of physical existence. Um, people can point to different proofs or talk about past events, but um, if someone says, where is God? Like you can't sort of call or point to, um, and although it's very basic and almost doesn't need me to say these things, but I think it's an important point of like the basic need we have of just being able to connect physically or call this being up and ask a question and like, hey, I'm struggling, like, can you help me? And I know that like, people who may be listening to this podcast will have had experiences of talking to God or conversing with angels. Um, it just has never been that concrete for me. 
um, where I could really, you know, whenever I need God, God's right there for me. And I know for sure to be true. Um, so it's almost like this, how I first sort of thought, thought about it was like this contract that I make with the people I love when I'm leaving a place of like, because I live abroad, I live in Canada. So my family lives in Turkey. And each time I leave Turkey and I go back to Canada, they say, you know, you can always call us. We are just a phone call away. And so there's this implicit knowingness of these people are there for me in the world. Like I can call them if I want to. Um, and I have a recollection of that as a resource to draw from like, oh, okay. Like wherever I go, I could reach out there. And it's very concrete. There are words that are spoken and a presence that's felt, even though it's not physically felt. Um, but just like Monica said, when someone passes away that we love, or when thinking about this notion of be a God or a being that's omnipresent and transcendent, um, it's almost like the way I sort of started to perceive it is like a contract that maybe we make before we're embodied. And it's sort of supposed to be remembered and acknowledged. But I guess the, the catch or the sort of the challenge there is that we should sort of just, as they say, take, take a leap of faith in it or like just take some kind of um, trust in the unknown. It does take a trust in the unknown. And also, yeah awareness of the fact that for me at least I came to understand that there are no stages to spirituality because it can always go back and forth between <laughs> back to square one like at least for me it seems to be like a mess it's there and here and like I feel I'm enlightened or something <laughs> you know when when you have a euphoria like when you have which I tend to have like highs and lows of emotion you can feel like you finally have a vision of what it is and then you don't. And um, yeah, so I think these two things of like the non-physicalness and the non-stagelessness mm -hmm. kind of makes it hard for our rational mind to talk about it and yeah. explain yeah. it. So I want to, to just uh, briefly summarize what I'm hearing from you, Islam. Um, one is that story of how you had a sense in your life that you were exploring your sense of spirituality, connection, uh, faith in some kind of a linear way that there is a progress. You were stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. And you really had that sense of really progressing. Um, but then you had experiences more recently of falling off this track. And this was very disorienting because it was not progressing in that linear way. You had a sense of regressing, coming back and doubt, you know, as opposed to that progress. Um, you're also talking about um, uh, how, it inter how it relates with connection that um, when you deal with connection with family, uh, you know, either they're present or even when they're not present, there is the possibility of a phone call and of capturing 
that connection. But what happens when there's no reinforcement? You know, and so in a sense, you can have faith in your family because you see them and they exist and the connection is reaffirmed moment by moment. Maybe you don't see them and you have the phone call and the connection is reaffirmed again. But in the absence of connection, you know, what is the nature of faith and that, that the connection with something else? It's something that doesn't have physical presence. And so for you, that is part of um, that uh, question about your faith in the divine and what is spiritual and something larger than us when we don't have that connection. Yeah, thanks for summarizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so um, my sense of it is the two of you uh, in the connection with each other uh, have developed a sense of uh, that you don't have to stick to the notion of faith in a positive, in a knowing, and that you your concept of paying attention to faith includes very much staying with the absence of faith, with the moments of doubts, with the moments of uncertainty, and of, um, and of maybe finding faith moment by moment. So do you want to share some of that? Yeah, I wanna, I want to, I, I want to share if, if I can, Oslem, about a, a session that we have together that was the one that we, uh, that we decided to, to explore this, uh, this sense of faith. Um, it was um, like, um, like for Oslem and I in our time together, there has been moments where having a, a, a felt sense of, of me in all that is going on has been difficult, very difficult to, to, like there's too many, too many stuff going on. So finding, a, finding like a, that, that, that sense of me in there that is with all this that is going on was really present in one session that I was with Oslem. And, and I don't know, like really, really in a felt sense way, I say to Oslem, just, just allow all that darkness or that this, 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 the desperation, all that uh, being like, 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 like not having a, a, a sense of you, just, 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 just be with the spaces, with a lot of space, with a lot of, like, let's go, dr- go drown there and see what happens. And by just doing that, uh, with, with trust, it was really interesting because we did it with trust, you know, like when, when I send the invitation to Oslem, she says, okay, well, what, what a, nothing left. What, what, what I can lose, no? Let's try this. 
<laughs> let's try <laughs> let's try this so so I, for me it was like and in my mind I was like oh my god she's so far away and I know what she has been going through I don't want her to like her her I don't know you know like <laughs> she's so far away she's in Canada I'm in Mexico why I'm suggesting you she to do this <laughs> no I'm crazy like going to desperation completely desperation like go there and something magic start arising from there from that session and I even have goosebumps right now by remembering it how how she started to to start like little by little having a sense of herself with all that so so for me it was very important because I have experienced moments in my life with a love of desperation and and it really allows me to to have a a, a, bo a more body experience of how is it to To even be being in that in that deprivation of of everything, or and how from there something can start unfolding. Yeah. 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 So so really, the paradox is how it starts with not faith, but that moment of feeling desperate, of there's nothing, of it's all gonna unravel if you, if you go there, and like a very deep fear of going there, because it feels like it could be the beginning of everything falling apart. And um, that possibility, as the two of you were connected, uh, to trust, that it was possible to see what would happen if you stay with it. And maybe that moment of faith is just the moment of overcoming the certainty that everything would fall apart mm -hmm. if you stay with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wanna thank you, Monica, for so beautifully summarizing that session because it was really powerful and it just really illustrates the power of exploring this in togetherness and in pre like a shared presence because um yeah i would say like there was a repetitiveness in my felt experiencing that was sort of stuck and just couldn't move through on its own like it wasn't moving beyond on its own and like just with focusing this possibility of being with that stuckness and the desperation, um, it just showed me that there's always this edge, like it's never this infinite stretch of something, but there's always this edge um, 
and I felt like just really like this honing that skill of being there. It's really much harder than it sounds. And it's definitely a kind of a moment of grace, like it kind of comes, but we are there to invite it. And I felt Monica's presence and her sort of faith in the process of just focusing itself and just knowing that, yeah, we can be with the grief and, or in my case, it was this, this despair, desperation. Um, it, there is something really powerful in that kind of containment of this, you know, exploration and then the just freedom to just be with it. Um, and it's, it's actually really amazing because what happened for me as we were doing this focusing and then focusing sessions afterwards too, where we explored this theme leading up to the uh, round table, um, you know, where I read, as I mentioned, I read some spiritual books and I've listened to some people talk about spirituality and a lot of concepts that sort of made sense to me. And I thought I believed them, like God is everywhere or it's all one or something. But I realized unless it's felt from a really uniquely personal standpoint, a unique felt sense, it's really just for me, it was just platitudes. It was just empty words because, well, <laughs> it's like I really have to go out there and sort of see for myself what that means. And sometimes that implies being with really uncomfortable places and inner spaces of uncertainty and doubt and it not manifesting in the world as I sort of assumed it should um, and I think it's really powerful what we did with Monica because I think I would really encourage other people to kind of go, go to those edges of the maybe some of the more darker stuff and more, I don't know, existential or anxious or doubtful places um, where it just seems like it's forever stuck, like you're constantly waking up to the same it's like a never-ending dream that I felt it was like every morning I would wake up and just was like repeating and repeating. And it felt like there's no end to this. So why do I want more of this, you know, in focusing? Why should I focus on this? I don't want that anymore. But, well, it's sort of like right on your face of like, be with me, you know? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so that sense of um, you cannot possibly get to experience faith unless you really have allowed yourself to take the risk to experience that moment of losing it all, that moment of uh, despair, that moment of uh, uncertainty, of not knowing. And, uh, and then, then, you know, you take the leap. I mean, literally that's taking the leap uh, and that's what it is. But it was also possible because you were contained. Yes, in the presence absolutely. of Monica. Totally, I would say that that really helped me cross that bridge to do it in partnership, especially with Monica, because we had already built a very trusting, resonant partnership. So it wasn't like someone I just met, just to be clear, you know. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we had sort of built up to that point where we could just explore something really 
complex like that. Yeah. Yeah. So going into the, having the resonance, having the sense of partnership, having the sense of trust, uh, then allows you to go explore those moments where it all falls apart. You know, mm -hmm. where the, the, the ground drops from under your feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I want to check with you, Monica, of um, what it's like in those moments of, uh, you know, grief. Um, you know, how does, you know, faith come along of, or the sense of losing ground, the sense of not having connection? How, how does it come up for you? How does this relate to this? Yeah, how, how it relates for me is that this is, this is a first uh, for me in a way that I never, I never experienced losing my father, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so my sense of what means to me faith right now is just allowing myself to feel that kind of waves that I feel in my body when, when I feel the lack of phys physicality. I think the lack of knowing that, that I can hug my, my father or I cannot even call him or it's, it's, it's something it's something that my body feels like my body really have a sense. I, I, I can convince my mind with all this stuff like, oh, he's always with you and he will all. Now he's more than with you than it he was before. I can convince my mind with all that stuff, which makes me angry, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> makes me feel angry when people tell me that. Uh, nicely, I understand, but makes me feel angry. Uh, not understood in my felt experience, but anyway, definitely I'm really exploring something new in my body, like my the physicality of my father is not here anymore. There is no proof, as Sotlem says, of I, I can call him and I will have a clear experience here responding back to me. You know, I can say that, what I do with this, and I can imagine in my psyche that he's responding to me, but I don't know. I don't know if it's my psyche faking me that he's responding to me or is really him. I don't know. So, so I just blurring it all, all that waves, I found it like sacred, painful waves. And I feel they're sacred because they, they are allowing me to, to be felt in a new, different ground. And I know that something new is going to arise from all feeling of that waves, no matter how painful they are. And that's why I am 
really pausing right now, like taking the time just not to allow writing a lot and and being in the nature and being with people I care and I love and because I really want to honor all this newness that is happening in my body by losing my father. There is a beauty in the stage. There's a lot of pain, there's a lot of grief, there's a lot of stuff. But I'm hearing that there's also a beauty in connecting with the newness of experiences and sensing of what happens. And that as you stay in touch with that, uh, there is a sense of honoring yourself, of honoring your father, of honoring something larger. Um, and, and, and that there's something more to the experience than any words can capture of what, you know, putting words like, oh, this is grief, or this is, you know, some spiritual notions about it, but that something about staying deeply with it has a really sense of honoring it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and also allowing my, my son has been with me lately and and there's, there's also this kind of uh, the way we, we as a family, we treat death like as a secret, something that you don't talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it's that it didn't happen. You just, you just close your pain in the closet <laughs> and pretend nothing happened and all that. So... For me, has been also a new experience. Like my son has been with me all this week, and I have experienced how how I have been able to unfold my my pain and my lack of energy in front of him in a way that I I don't want him to feel pity for me, but I want I, I really want to be natural and honest of how I feel right now and don't don't pretend it's anything different mm. than 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 I feel it and 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 he has been really sensitive um really sensitive with that. And I'm, I have, I, I'm also surprised about it. He's 18 years old and he, when I start crying, he says, he says to me, um, I, I understand you, mom. I understand. I understand what it's, 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 it's okay. You cry. It's, it's like. Mm. so so this is new also for me so so i'm 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 just allowing all this to unfold and of course there's there's and we have a Otlen and I have a session before 
this of course is all this pressure you know like move on move on <laughs> do something <laughs> start you know all these social yeah. and yeah. pressure but but i i really want to create all the space it needs you know without any rush or right right so that sense of you don't you know there's nothing to pretend you know this tire very big tiredness about oh you know let's pretend everything's fine or let's put on a brave face or let's move on but that sense of really um you know stopping the hiding of that and including something you wouldn't have done but showing your son you know the pain And again, there is something that feels very right of honesty, authentic in face of the situation. Yes, yes. And I'm really grateful with Oslem that has been also really kind and present with me in all these, in all these uh, processes, my father was took to the hospital on February. Yeah, so there comes some, how can somebody be present with me if I'm hiding? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to just check if there is something more that we want to add. I'm sure we can talk a lot, but just anything that you might want to add or how do we um, find a way to, um, um, to close this? For me, nothing. I would like you to talk, Serge. What what comes to you for you with all this? <laughs> so, hmm. a lot of feelings come to me. Um, I'm feeling moved about um, about um, you know, in a way that sense of. Um, confronting the ultimate reality of, you know, what's the sense of pretending, of hiding, of trying to find some preconceived notions? Um, you know, who are you kidding? And um, with that sense of... Um, Well, that, um, hmm. you know, I, I can't put words to it. But just um, a, a sense of what I really appreciate is that um, there's a presence as we talk about this with you that makes it feel 
very okay to be in the presence of these questions for me and not to put them in abstract words, but simply to have that sense of just being present with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what comes to me when I hear that is like, mm, it's almost to me in my experiencing, it's like, it's not like questions get answered and then I move on to something else, but like more questions get added to questions and more being with the questions kind of expand. And something that's really precious that I take away from both my focusings with Monica and like some of the elements of our conversation is that um, there's a bit of a humorous experiencing of like kind of this grand game of hide and seek with God, where it's not sure anymore if I'm hiding or if I'm seeking or if God is hiding or seeking me. And this kind of just element of it not really mattering, but there's a quality of dynamism around that energy of like moving towards and asking questions and being with. Um, and there's also what you mentioned, Serge, is like this presence that's not really put into words, that's but like kind of listening in or eavesdropping all, all the time, <laughs> not in a judgmental way, but it's just kind of this curious presence around, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So thank you for sharing this moment. No, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for inviting us. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much, Monica, for sharing these moments with me. Mm -hmm. Nice. Thank you also, Aslam. My pleasure. This is part of the Active Pause podcast. To see more and subscribe to the newsletter, go to activepause.com.